because right now there's a mitzvah that in shul, the shul should be beautiful, the more candles are lit, it beautifies the shul. But to go fix the wicks and prepare, you know, the the, the, the candles for after Menchon on the second day Yomtev, or even on the first day Yomtev, if you're going to still light it when it's still Yomtev, on a two-day Yomtev, also the first day Yomtev, you're going to light it, then it's Mutter. If not, it's Achona. You're preparing from one day to the next, and you can't. Says Machab is not coming to tell us they have absolutely no use for the fire, and you're lighting it for just for lighting its sake. You have some type of use. You want to show off to someone your wealth, your lavishness. There's no tzarech yomtev, there's no tzarech gufoy. You're not allowed to, right? So let's say you know, someone comes to visit your house and you're in the storage room, you have a big, beautiful, you know, ba- you know whatever. You said the wine cellars, and you just want to show off to the guy, you know, how big and beautiful your wine cellar is. You want to light a candle for that, you can't do so. If you're doing it for the covet of yomtev, not covet of zich, not yom covet, but covet of yomtev. Then it's a mitzvah. So even if you already lit the candles for the Yom right? For the regular Yom candles, let's say, Yom night for the Suda. You know, it's on, not like today where people have a separate shell, but it's on the table. There's light there. I'm talking about before the day's electricity. And you come home, and you want to make it brighter, so you want to light more. That's fine. That's permitted. I don't know, but that's a, a Simchas Yom for it to be lit up. But that's only a night. Now, just to light candles for the sake of lighting during the daytime, and when there's more than enough light and it's not really eating anything, that you can't. Bodhi says, Just like we said in Shul, where it's a covered for the Shul to have the more candles. And let's say by a bris, the minig was, and I think by the Sephardim, they're still busy with it, but they light candles, many of them, by a bris. Just for the sake of it, you know, by having candles that it show it beautifies the the mitzvah, it beautifies the area, it gives it a chashivas. So that's permitted on Yom Tov. Once again, obviously, none of these fires can you light from a you know light a match to it. You have to do eish meish. Avos shall base kenesas loy choshu shall batalo loy mi by blal. Not only at night, shareish can serich mitzvah yom that you need to build a daven. Shemein neir is delicate because if it's not lit in shul, loy sasu shall mamlus bal. People aren't going to come to daven. But even during the day, it's covered to the You honor Hashem with light. But you honor Hashem with light when you light up the shul beautifully and you have neighbors. So it's an honor. I differ with many shuls, including this one where we're giving the share. 
that the, right that even though there's more than enough light, they have neighbors by the Ahmed, and they light it before the opening. Where does that come from? It comes from this. There's an Indian to be mechabed with with neighbors. Before Mincha, you light a light candles on shul. Because not only is it for the cover of the shul, it's the cover of the tefillah. Even though you're not going to need a second day yomtiv, you're not going to need light right now because it's it's light outside. It's a mitzvah to light it for the cover of the shul. If it's mamish almost dark, I feel the base is shar lahadlik. Even in the houses where it's light, there it's circle by base is shar. Right. So let's say you're gonna say, think about it this way: the second day yomt, if you want to light candles in your house, when it's still daylight, you don't need it. Right. When it's dark, you need it. Now it's starting to get dark. So right, you're going into benash moshes. So you can say one second: if it's day and it's yomt, I don't need it. If it's night, I need it. But now, when I'm lighting it now, if I'm lighting it for dark, but it's looking to the day, it might look like I'm preparing for after Shabbat. So you might say that, or like, you know, you shouldn't be able to light it, because I'm a of So the answer is no, because of right now, as it's getting dark, right now you want light, right? Right now it's not as bright as you want it to be, so you can light those candles. So he says that the Mechabah says that after Mincha, you can light it on the second of Yom Tov, right? So he says, one second, who's there? Everybody went home. So Shabu says, Mashman the Mechabah, that even though no one's there, but covered the base of Knesset, you can light it. He says, I am Allah, we go through many Achreinim, declare back and forth on this. And he says, Lamaisi, he blibes the Tzarechin, whether it's really proper to light it if no one, if Mamish, no one's going to be there. Is there an Indian of covered base classes for, for Nairis when no one's there? Or it's Dafka when someone's there? Sivka and Lamanel will sock in Apsiloist to fix up the wicks. I feel the Haman Nairis shall shave even to put out, you know, wax candles at Terech Alayl for after Yamtav is also. The Yamtech Baalm also, Mishra Machana. Any type of Terech is also because Machana, I feel Yamtav recently, Yamtav Shani. Even the first Yamtav, the second Yamtav. You can't prepare from one day to the next. Sivvav. You cannot hang a candle from a tree on Erev Yomtev. We're worried you're going to come to use the tree. Surely on Yomtev, you definitely can't put it, because you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos Yomtev. So you definitely can't hang it on, on Yomtev. But even if it was lifted from before Yomtev, that your das was going to leave it there whole yomtiv. Also, why? The key on the yomtiv mutal tatl haner. Since on yomtiv you're allowed to move the candle. Right? We're worried that what? That since you're allowed to take the candle on yomtiv betzim, you're allowed to carry candle on yomtiv. Shabbos and allowed to. On yomtiv you're allowed to. And therefore, we're worried that if you leave it on the tree, you might come to take it off, right? Or move it on the tree. And then we're using the tree on Yom Tov, and using the tree, you know, with your hands, is awesome. So you can't take a piece of earthenware that's soft, 
right? The piece of earth that's soft. You're going to bang it down. So you're going to create a place that can hold the oil. And then, you know, you put the oil in and put the wick in. You know, I'll do that on Yomtev because you're being misak and clay. So even though it's something that you might view as temporary or disposable, therefore not as something that's a clay because all you're doing is taking some soft, basically dirt or clay, I should say, soft clay, and he's making it, you can't do that on Yomtev because that's thick and clay. He says, the Mishabu says, same thing, you have to be careful. Very often, if they had clay that was still soft, so think about today, you put a form in something. How do you make something? You take a form, you put it in something, right? And then when it dries around the form, you have what you're trying to, the clay you're trying to form. He says, back then, they didn't have professional forms. They would take the clay, on a soft, they would stick, stuff the whole thing with straw, tight, it would keep the walls up, and it would dry, and then you would remove the straw. So he says, so let's say you realize before Yom Tov you just made it, and it's still soft, and you want to stick the, the straw in it, so that on Yom Tov you take it out, and you'll have a clay to hold the oil. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to, you're not allowed to put the straw in. Right? Right? That the walls don't collapse. Also, let's say straw was put into the keli in the making process to keep it to the form. You're not allowed to remove it on yomtiv because now you're finishing off the kli. The kli is not usable now because the way it's made around the form, the form is there. It's not yet a kli until you remove the form. I say this is the today where we don't use straw, but if whatever, you're doing some type of a work at home or something, you know, woodworking and you have the form still in it, you can't take that out on Let's say you have two kelim that are attached at the time that they're created. It's like two candles. You know, you take them out of the box. Let's say, you know, you get a box of 72 candles and they're attached to each other. But you can tell that the way they were in the form in the machine, they were attached that's how they're made. And you would split them. You're not allowed to split them in Yomtev. Let's say two cups or something like that. You're not to split them in half. Right? And I just a practical note on this that I'm going to mention is for this reason, many places can forbid, let's say you buy freeze pops in a box that are attached. You can't detach them on Shabbos. That's not cutting for the food, of, of opening the item for the food that may be permissible. But now you're taking these all these separate kalim, which is these things that hold what's inside the freeze pop, and you're separating them into individual freeze pops, into individual kalim. And that many price can hold is also to do. Between they gave you buy these ice cream pops, very often they come eight in a box, like the tofuti pops, if they're attached, the wrapping's attached, you can't separate them. You can open it up. If it's only two attached together, let's say, so at the opposite ends, you could open it up and slip out the thing. But you can't separate that. You're making a separate keli. Body points out. Let's say at the time the candles were made, they were separate, right? Or let's say you have the freeze pops that were made separate. But from sitting in the box compact, they sort of got stuck to each other. Says so that you could separate. Because that's right. And that's the head that we rely on on diapers. Like when you open diapers, very often you feel like you're, you're separating the front from the back. At, um, right? You know, as you open them or as you separate them. But that wasn't Mitchilos Briyasan when it was made like that. That's on the compact one. The machine compacts it together. And it's warm there, so, so it, it, sometimes it, it, they'll, they'll get stuck to each other. That's not meant to be like that. So it's not, you're not making the clean. That was something that happened on its own. That's why the most places can make them to allow to to that fusion that where it gets fused together on its own to separate that. But had it been made like that, folded, let's say, 
And a good example like that is, let's say, Svarim. When you print Svarim, they print it on large paper. Then there's a machine that folds it all so that the paper's all in the right order. Then there's a slicer that slices it, right? And sometimes if you get a safer that it's didn't slice properly, two pages will be attached. You can't cut it. You can't, you can't separate that on Shabbos. Because now you, you, you're being misak and clear. You're fixing, you're finishing makabapatish of the safer. Whereas on the other hand, let's say something by mistake, you know, fused together the papers, and sometimes it happens they get stuck to each other, that lochari you can separate. But you can't do the initial cut that the machine didn't do on Shabbos. Or Yomtev. Siv Ches. Let's say you have a long wick. You can't cut the wick in half on Shabbos. On Yomtev. Great idea. You have one long wick left. You want to light two yomtev candles. Take the wick. Put each end in the other cup. Take your fire. Light the center of the wick. What happens? They both light up and they split. That's fine. You didn't cut it. You didn't create two wicks. The fire by itself create, you know, made the two wicks and you have the two lit. So if you want to separate the hand and not a knife itself, so look in the berlach, he blibes it sarachin, he brings a machlekes, says it's mashma from the Rambam, it should be permitted. Others are mashma that it should be aser, that any separating lechatchilo to separate it should be aser. Sivkat lamates absilus naim. The who bechlal taking money? You're creating, you're making, you're fixing it, you're making two, and now you should have two. Uh, Take one wick, you're making even two. What happens with a very long wick? It's not nice. You want to shorten it. You want to shorten it. Instead, you make the, each end of the wick go into separate glass and you light the middle. You have two candles lit. Or candles, whatever they're called. Two wicks in the separate cups of oil. Because then it doesn't look like you did it because you're trying to create two works. It looks like you're trying to light this up. That's permitted. Sorry, Mechaba finished off. I didn't say it. Why could you light the center and have the two? Dafka, when you want both lit. If you only want one lit, then you can't do it. Right? You don't need both. Then it's obvious he did it in a way that one should light, not the other. That that was to fix it. But that didn't say who didn't be neshal shavu. Says it applies even to a wax candle. And shalchel at a fat they used to light. You want to cut the candle in half. We saw about this earlier. Also, also. Throws in the beginning of the sermon. The same thing. You can light the center. To create two separate candles that both would. But you can't cut the candle in half. We'll stop over here.